0: Hi, this is the Marketing Connect Podcast. Hi, this is the Marketing Connect Podcast. Hi, this is the Marketing Connect Podcast. Hi, this is the Marketing Connect Podcast, a show where we get up close and personal with some of the most celebrated marketeers in the country. We talk to them and discover the art and science of marketing. After all, we are a show for marketeers by marketeers. Listen in. Today's guest is Arvind from McDonald's India. This was one of the most candid and fun conversations I've had
1: on the Marketing Connect podcast. You are in for a ride. Listen in. Hi, everyone. My name is Arvind. It's my uh, privilege to be a part of this uh, podcast. Uh, Looking forward. Thank you.
0: Thank you. So, Arvind, what do you do right now?
1: Well, uh, just had a cup of coffee, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, caught a bit of uh, Netflix in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah here i am
0: and what what kind of shows do you watch on netflix sorry i'm going to ask a difficult question
1: <laughs> <laughs> well uh, uh, it's a variety of uh, stuff uh, i'm now watching a gruesome uh, movie called train to busan uh, which is all, all about uh, you know uh, some kind of an in- infection spreading throughout uh, south korea but i i do watch a lot of uh, comedies also uh, a lot of historical fiction uh, so to say uh, mm-hmm. So I do end up, uh, you know, watching a fair bit of uh, variety of shows uh, on Netflix, uh, yeah. Hotstar yeah. and so on and so forth.
0: I was doing some stalking, uh, you know, to understand who you are before we talk. Right. And, and you've mentioned at every other place I can imagine that you are a, you know, pseudo historian and economist. Can you talk to me about
1: that piece? I, what I can uh, re- imagine the earliest uh, you know uh, data point is probably in class sixth or so I was a favorite of my history teacher uh, mm-hmm. and it, it didn't happen by accident uh, I love stories uh, mm-hmm. and uh, among all the subjects you know mathematics science I felt a peculiar affinity to uh, history uh, mm-hmm. a it's story based B is uh, it takes you back into time and brings mm-hmm. brings alive those eras and those histories. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think right from childhood, I'm a big fan of uh, history, stories, mythologies and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been one of those interests that has stayed with me, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I have my favorite sort of authors that I keep reading, um, you mm-hmm. know, and my history uh, spans from uh, ancient history, medieval history, religious history, uh, and uh, i'm a bit of a voracious reader of, of on all of that including world war mm-hmm. histories so uh, i think uh, you know apart from being interesting and uh, and uh, uh, what you call uh, passing the time what the histories does is gives you a lot of perspective and i found that quite useful and, uh, it, it, ha- it i'm a bit of a reflective person mm-hmm. and uh, when i read history it it takes you back into time but also many things repeat in in history right uh, and you mm-hmm. see the things that repeated pa- in the past coming back again uh, either being a, in terms of a political uh, perspective or a social perspective or an economic perspective uh, mm-hmm. so I, so i really think there's a lot that people can learn from reading history so that a uh, you don't repeat the same mistakes again b mm-hmm. uh, importantly it gives you a better perspective of what's going on
0: Got this.
1: Right uh, and uh, and that perspective kind of helps you avoid getting into situations um, that are untenable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, helps you position better uh, with what's going on uh, because you have the kind of a long view uh, of, of 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 the situation, right? And and not a short-term reactionary view. Uh, so I, I found it uh, you know a because of history and all the allied reading I have been doing, it just makes me a much more balanced person with uh, great uh, with uh, perspective mm-hmm. of course i have got my deep dives into history so you have the world war you you have uh the religious history especially um i would say the crusades uh that happened uh yeah so so i t- tend to kind of deep dive into those topics because uh Because of conflicting ideologies, uh, people Mm -hmm. having different perspectives, uh, how the clash of civilizations happen, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And uh, uh, sometimes it's called a butterfly effect, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, A small incident happens that has no direct bearing uh, mm-hmm. but it sets a, a sets off a ripple effect yeah. right and it sets off things in motion mm-hmm. and finally you have something like the world war going on for mm-hmm. example right so, so so those kind of very uh, uncanny situations uh, kind of intrigue me a lot uh, i just finished uh, the last book of a trilogy uh, there's a, a author i follow hilary Mantle, mm-hmm. uh, who wrote about uh, you know cromwell uh, uh, back in the 16th century okay and uh, it, it's very interesting it's about uh, uh, king henry 7th uh, or 8th i forget mm-hmm. who has got uh, 5 6 wives mm-hmm. uh, most of them he did to death <laughs> uh, and uh, and here is this uh, cromwell this character mm-hmm. uh, master bureaucrat uh, master politician who almost survives uh, toward till the end of uh, uh, the henry the henry's reign But is then put to death Mm -hmm. because he makes a mistake. Um, And uh, it's all about the Tudor dynasty. And Mm -hmm. and there is enough of uh, stuff online, uh, in Netflix, etc., of the Tudor dynasty... Uh, mm-hmm. And this particular author is a very, a very solid writer, brings alive those situations in a pretty dramatic fashion in a very unique writing style. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's what something I finished just yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and once, uh, you know, Cromwell is put to death, mm-hmm. it's almost like an era has finished for oh, me because love. that's a third of the trilogy that I just finished. So yes, I'm a bit, a bit into all of those. stuff.
0: And you would have spent time with that, right? If it's a trilogy, you would have probably spent a few months on it, right? I mean,
1: Yes, yes yes, yes.
0: overnight uh, read
1: correct of course of course and i savor those things you know there was probably one point in time where i used to finish books uh, one book uh, in uh, over a weekend or so on so wow. forth a you don't get that kind of time nowadays uh, but but i got into more of savoring it over over weeks and so on so forth um and uh and i think it's like wine sipping a that was, yeah, excellent that was,
0: I was just thinking do I want to get there and ask him that is it like wine and whiskey that ages with time so that you savor <laughs> it instead of a beer that you like right. all the time cool so again right. I want to uh, uh, staying with the history I want to go back to your history from the time you did your MBA uh, or or even prior to that and and you know where you reached right now I want to talk about things that shaped you as an individual So that you know when did you know that marketing was it that you want to do uh, you know so I want to, want to take you back to the college days and start from there.
1: My father was in a transferable job, and I think I benefited a lot uh, from uh, uh, his stints in uh, Bengal. Uh, started off with Delhi, of course, uh, then went to Bengal, went to Andhra. We came back mm-hmm. to Delhi. I finished my education there. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think a, that early exposure to different cultures um, was very enriching as far as uh, I was concerned uh mm-hmm. but but i I would say those days uh schooling etc you know uh i was a typical confused uh student as to what is next i i tried my hand
0: i'm, I'm yet to meet a student who is not confused right now like in life
1: yeah that, that's a tragedy isn't it sorrow i mean our educational system is so predictable in that sense yeah, yeah. so 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 yeah i i kind of uh uh, uh, took my took a stab at medical exams wow. engineering exams uh, and I, I did that uh, you know uh, the usual stuff yeah. uh, thankfully i didn't get into all those streams uh, <laughs> and later on i realized you know it's not my cup of tea at all mm-hmm. uh, and i stumbled almost by accident into uh, statistics okay. right i did my bsc in statistics
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, so- sometimes you have an instinct uh, where you like stuff right like history is something by instinct i love Uh, in contrast to that statistics i grew to love Uh, right mm -hmm. Uh, so it's something i worked hard and after working hard it it was uh, very smooth i just Mm -hmm. segued into the subject very well Mm -hmm. Uh, i almost became a natural i wouldn't have thought after three years of statistics i would be among the top 10 students for my statistics teacher you know she was she was hoping that I did more in statistics, uh, MSc in statistics uh, or something like that. I went into uh, marketing, uh, did my MBA. Mm-hmm. So it was disappointing for her. <laughs> but for me, it was a signal that, you know, okay, I did statistics well. Mm-hmm. And three years back, I was not sure if it was my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, the statistics stayed with me. Um, you know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm told I'm a very analytical person. Uh, mm-hmm. And yes, uh, analytics and uh, data analytics, uh, Uh, advanced analytics are areas of interest so again statistics is something that has stayed with me in various ways over time Uh, Mm -hmm. coming back to your question uh, i think it was during the college days i used to you know read uh, business today magazine um, Mm -hmm. and brand equity in economic times You know, uh, Business Line had a magazine, I forget what, uh, at the time. It still has, I guess. Uh, so, so those were very impressionable days. And I was mm-hmm. very intrigued by this thing called marketing where there are various brands like Asian Pains, uh, mm-hmm. Hero Honda in those days. So yes. Those were the uh, brands in those days, big yeah. brands. Um, and... and uh, who had larger than life personas and then there were people actually making it happen yeah so it was it was very glamorous let me put it that way right it it wasn't anything else just a very glamorous and very fascinating thing for me mm. but that was very sounded very far off mm. then i did my marketing uh, sorry mba in marketing mm. because uh, i thought that yes i should get into corporate life and do something like this what these guys are doing mm. I should say, I should admit that, uh, you know, uh, during my MBA, I wasn't, uh, uh, you know, my exams were just above average, I would mm-hmm. say, uh, you know, the scores were just above average. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what that scores uh, hid was my interest in marketing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, absolutely, thanks to those professors I had, uh, one professor in particular, Vijay Raghavan, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, he had a certain flair, he has a certain style and, um, and he kind of sparked that interest in marketing in uh, it's completely i think uh, to his credit uh, that I, I that spark remained in me i kind of worked at it worked on those philosophies that he kind of uh, talked about and and i think i have been able to live more or less that over a period of time uh, and my first uh, i would say uh, uh, job was with uh, tvs uh, suzuki at the time it had a Uh, tvs had a joint venture with suzuki uh, as well as two winners is concerned Mm -hmm. Uh, they had a budding market research department Mm -hmm. Um, and given my background in statistics and my mba in marketing they took me in market research Mm -hmm. it made a lot of sense for sense to me market research in tvs uh, was a very important job Mm -hmm. Uh, they called it uh, the voice of customer Mm -hmm. and since customer is god uh, they called it the voice of god wow right so it's a very aspirational thing to get into, right? Uh, for a management trainee to get yeah. into that kind of yeah, a role yeah, description, yeah. Uh, and I think I had a lot of fun, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah. So it's almost as if, sort of I approached marketing from the edges, right? Yeah. Uh, while while brand marketing is the heart of marketing, yeah. um, you know, I got into consumer research. Uh, I did a few things there, which caught the interest of the company. Uh, And there are a whole lot of mentors uh, in TVS that I came across who honed my skills, who made sure my career made the right moves, Mm -hmm. who kind of exposed me to serious challenges uh, and uh, Mm -hmm. which also gave me serious learning. Uh, in particular one of my mentors was uh, mr chandramouli who recently retired from tvs and i owe a lot uh, to people like him uh, so uh, he was a serious believer in the management trainee program right uh, recruiting people across campuses Putting them into serious business challenges, right? Mm-hmm. It was not like those classic programs where uh, you do, you do the work on sales in marketing, and then five years later you get into something, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, serious. He believed in throwing the kids right at business problems then and there. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and uh, he believed in empowering uh, those kids right Mm -hmm. Uh, and he had a direct line to the kids the kids uh, he built so much of trust and he was a senior vice president Mm -hmm. Uh, the kids uh, there was so much of trust that kids could go and tell him what's going on Um, Mm -hmm. I I, I know I still remember one incident and these things are etched Mm -hmm. in my mind Uh, Mm -hmm. you know uh, one of the things that you do is uh, you go into dealerships right Uh, Mm -hmm. and at dealerships you meet customers uh, mm-hmm. customers who come for uh, service right and yeah. uh, of course T V S is a big believer in customer satisfaction yeah. right is paranoid about customer satisfaction mm-hmm. um and uh, so we we five kids went to different parts of india we did our strengths we came back mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he had he had a presentation and he was asking all the guys mm-hmm. okay what did you learn yeah. right uh, give me a few incidents anecdotes right so mm-hmm. one of my colleagues uh, poor thing uh, he did it in the right spirit mm-hmm. he told about an incident where a customer came for a tire replacement right mm-hmm. uh, something went wrong in the tire i think it got punctured or whatever mm-hmm. uh, he came for tire replacement and for some reason the customer had to wait for an hour before mm-hmm. anything happened to him right yep. it may be the lunch hour oh, yeah. or something something like that i forget mm-hmm. right uh, so Suddenly, Mr. Chandramoli asked this guy, "So, what did you do? You stand, mm-hmm. you stood there, you were observing this. What did you do, right? So, that, that kid uh, didn't have an answer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Um, so, and he got wild, and he told uh, the management trainees, including me, right? So, you you couldn't have you know, stood there and waited." for an hour till mm-hmm. the customer got satisfied, right? Cool. It is your job to get customer satisfied. Mm-hmm. If someone is not solving the problem for you, you have to move heaven and earth to solve to get this problem solved for the customer, right? So mm-hmm. and he lost it. He literally lost it for, for a couple of minutes. That Those kind of things made a tremendous impression on, upon me, right? End of the day, customer is first, customer is God. Uh, yeah. And you do everything for from a customer perspective. Yes, there are corporate processors, uh, a large company, TVS was a large company. But in the end, it's about... Uh, you know there's a customer in front of you and the customer has to walk away happy right mm-hmm. so 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 like that uh, he was a master at teaching us uh, the right things uh, the right attitude I would say mm-hmm. uh, capability you tend to build sometimes you build attitude a little bit more slowly mm-hmm. right uh, but I think uh, his uh, his mastery was in building the right attitude. Uh, and a customer first attitude uh, a business first attitude mm-hmm. i i think many things like that stayed with me over a period of time mm-hmm. uh and he also believed in uh, throwing people at problems like i said so so that kind of exposes you to new situations you have to come up with uh, you know uh, solutions uh, mm-hmm. and and solve issues uh so so it kind of challenges you to come up with the best mm-hmm. um and uh, and yeah i i'm a much better person and a professional, thanks to mentors like him. Mm-hmm.
0: Got so what happened after TVS? You were at TVS and then what, where did you go from there?
1: Right. So, so TVS, uh, uh, you know, there were two stints with TVS, one in India and one in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. I have to talk about the Indonesian stint. It was uh, it was an unforgettable stint. <laughs> uh, the, the culture was so different. Yeah. The challenges were so different, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and a wonderful country, much like India, very diverse, mm-hmm. um, and uh, e- every uh, few hundred kilometers the culture changes, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you, one thinks that only India or is that is that uh, oddity where this happens, but then I realized Indonesia is very much like that, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so there's a complexity in the culture, um, and uh, and as a marketer, you need to unlearn many things before you learn things. Mm-hmm right so it taught me humility mm-hmm. you can't go into the new market and say okay i'll cut copy paste stuff mm-hmm. right this is what i did three years back cut copy paste implement so it it early on in my career it, it told me that start with the customer mm-hmm. unlearn stuff go with a blank sheet of paper don't assume stuff mm-hmm. right um, and then you build hypothesis and and solve for issues mm-hmm. so that's what i did there uh, started from scratch uh, learned a lot about the Indonesian customer mm-hmm. um, and the marketing programs I conceptualized were far better uh, simply because of that approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Indonesian still was very enriching mm-hmm. both uh, personally and uh, professionally. Uh, then I moved into Britannia. Uh, Britannia was, uh, I managed marketing for their diary business. Mm-hmm. Um, Britannia is a wonderful brand uh, and a wonderful marketing machine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like from a two-wheeler Uh, industry to a fast-moving consumer goods industry Uh, and uh, complete contrast in terms of uh, systems and processes Uh, and uh, it was a wonderful experience at Britannia Uh, a pleasure to work in brands like that Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was a very steep learning curve Mm -hmm. very many brilliant marketing minds at Britannia Mm -hmm. from whom I learned. and uh, and then uh, you know another memorable stint was with Levi's uh, mm-hmm. Levi's, as you know, is a multinational brand. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, both Britannia and Levi's, uh, I was based out of Bangalore, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and being a multinational brand, you kind of collaborate with different stakeholders in yeah. India and abroad. Yeah. Uh, so 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 that kind of dual reporting structure came to life, mm-hmm. um, and um, and one of my mantras that I learned in Levi's was collaboration. I think that has helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. In the second half of my career, Mm -hmm. uh, how to collaborate with people, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, collaborate with different functions Mm -hmm. um, and get the best out of them and solve for the problem at hand Mm -hmm. or to tap the opportunity at hand. Mm -hmm. So collaboration is something that uh, typically, uh, you know, especially culturally, I believe we are very individualistic. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, So collaboration is something that doesn't come naturally, I believe, uh, to people like us. Um, That's what I I tend to Mm -hmm. believe. Uh, And so it was very useful to kind of, uh, you know, uh, get this theme of collaboration drilled into you. Uh, And that I think, again, that's something that has helped me a lot Mm -hmm. uh, uh, in the years to come. Mm -hmm. Uh, of course, uh, Levi's also was in Bangalore, like I said, and then I moved on to uh, Mariko Kaya. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaya was a skincare uh, a business uh, started by Mr. Harsh Mariwala, yeah. uh, And it was a part of Marico before be- before it was kind of spun out into a separate listed entity. Yeah. So till the time I had done uh, two wheelers was urban, rural customer, uh, you know, and uh, at Britannia Diary, my target consumers were women, yeah. housewives, uh, Levi's was a fashionable young uh, team, yeah. right? And here in uh, Kaya, uh, it was it completely skincare, premium skincare. So uh, uh, women, HNI women were my target consumer. Yeah um and it was a very different kind of a milieu so i had to start from scratch because beauty is a very complex category mm-hmm. all categories have their complexities especially beauty mm-hmm. um and uh, so i have to learn beauty industry uh, right from scratch right so mm-hmm. what motivates the woman what are the what is she looking out for mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: right what is she looking out from the brand kaya uh so it was a very very interesting uh uh, category uh, business mm-hmm. um, and uh, and the and I think I have been able to do a lot there. Uh, be it in terms of the e-commerce business, be it in terms of uh, data analytics and CRM, um, and uh, and of course apart from brand marketing.
0: So you mentioned that you had to you jumped uh, TGS like every time you change companies you, your TGS changed right and and, and, right. and each time and then you, there is a tenet of unlearning that has stayed with you all your life. So what do you want to yeah. talk about if tomorrow you were to change the TGS again? If somebody is listening who wants to change the kind of the market right. too, how would they go about learning about this? Like you you mentioned you had to learn about beauty from scratch and you had to speak. To them. Right. So obviously everybody knows FGD karlo
1: research karalo. <laughs> right, right. What did you do? So, uh, I think the interesting part of uh, handling different target consumers uh, over your career um, is something that I learned uh, actually uh, very early on. Uh, let's say you're targeting a, a teen, mm-hmm. right? Uh, a male teen uh, looking for fashion, mm-hmm. uh, right? One should should not be surprised by the fact that the male teen looks at fashion with a certain lens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you tend to think that as a marketeer, I know this consumer inside out, mm-hmm. right? I know his uh, what he's looking for, the psychographics, lifestyle, and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. But the same teen, male teen, mm-hmm. uh, interacts uh, with, let, let's say, for example, uh, male grooming in a very, very different mm-hmm. way. Right. So when you look at male grouping categories, this male teen interacts in a very different fashion. Mm -hmm. Right. And you think because you have interacted with him from a fashion category perspective, you have cracked it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the consumer is so different when he or she interacts another Mm -hmm. category. So the same consumer, uh, you know, um, it's not just about the consumer. It's also about the category lens uh, with which the consumer kind of interacts. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the same consumer has different expectations of various categories and that nuance makes it very interesting and of course, very complex, Mm -hmm. right? So a part is about uh, understanding people's motivations, right? As a marketeer, right? Uh, So it's all about... You know, what makes this consumer tick? Mm-hmm. What are the customer's aspirations? Mm-hmm. What are they looking forward, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and you kind of look at life insights from the customer perspective. Right. But uh, equally important, uh, as many marketers would say, is also the category insights mm-hmm. or the category truths, right? What are the expectations from the category perspective? Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, it changes from category to category It changes within category in terms of segments right there in a category there are like say five segments of um, Mm -hmm. you know uh, products right Uh, simplistically it could be uh, mass and premium for example right Um, uh, so so the expectations change so much uh, within a category i I think it's very important for uh, for marketeers to a understand customer Mm -hmm. and b understand category Mm and and link the both uh right and uh and i think a the question then comes how do us, how does one do this right yeah um is it is it the you know, focus groups do five focus groups and you've cracked it yeah i'm afraid not mm-hmm. i'm afraid not so uh, thankfully uh you know whenever i have entered this new categories they have been quite experienced colleagues of mine mm, yeah Right, um, And you get into deep discussions with the colleagues to really understand from their perspective what makes this category tick, right? Uh, so, A, you don't want to end up making the same mistake twice, right? Um, and, and sometimes, uh, you know, if should be careful, though, many people, many people say the strategy has not worked. No. Uh, I tend to believe differently. Sometimes the strategy, okay, might mm-hmm. not have worked, but sometimes it could have been a wrong execution of the right strategy, right? right? It, okay. uh, so it's wrong to conclude that, okay, I have tried this three years back. It hasn't worked, mm-hmm. right? So, so... Uh, So coming back to the point, it's very useful to have those discussions with people who have been in the category for a long time. Uh, They give you valuable uh, perspectives. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's one kind of learning. The second is uh, reading, uh, you know, uh, industry reports, trends, global trends, Mm -hmm. Asia trends. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's very important. uh, And and that helped me, especially in the skincare category. Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time looking at global trends, um, Asia trends, uh, and, and predicting the India, Indian consumer trend.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because as a marketer, it's very important to be ahead of the consumer. It's, it's mm-hmm. not just about, okay, customer has told me this and I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's important to predict what how the customer behavior will change over the next uh, few years.
0: There could be a lens of uh, customer says that they want something, but they imply something else altogether, right? There could be a lens of that. It,
1: it's quite possible. Mm-hmm. It's quite possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, uh you know know, for example uh if i were to kind of explain that with an example Mm -hmm. uh you know uh so there are are, there's a dual trend in beauty care Mm -hmm. right so there's some people who have who spend the time Mm -hmm. uh to kind of go through what we call as a cleanser toner moisture makeup routine every day Mm -hmm. right uh it could take 20 minutes it take 30 minutes Mm -hmm. right but there are many uh consumers who take the time invest the time in looking good uh, and go through the whole uh, routine Mm -hmm. right Uh, while that is something that's a trend uh, and uh, which means that uh, you kind of uh, make products uh, in that fashion Mm -hmm. but there is also the conflicting trend where people say okay i don't have time Uh, i want products that can do five in one or three in one kind of a benefit This. right so for example cc cream is a good example where there are multiple benefits in the same product right mm-hmm. uh, you have you have products like face mask which is kind of on the go beauty right yeah. so so, so many a time when you see a trend uh, right uh, and given that India is in the early stage uh, of uh, in terms of beauty category growth mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you find this conflicting trends it's very important um, you know not to just go for one but sometimes both trends make sense it's just that mm-hmm. different consumer segments and different consumers behave mm-hmm. differently and need different things mm-hmm. so so it's so uh, sometimes the needs articulated by customers are quite nuanced. You need to go deep to really understand what's what. Importantly, mm-hmm. try and predict uh, the trends so that you are ahead of the customer.
0: That mm-hmm. okay.
1: uh, of course, the uh, last year and a half, uh, you know, at McDonald's, is, it's, it's great fun. It's a fantastic brand. Uh, Great equity from the customer perspective and uh, very democratic brand uh, catering to different kind of target consumers. Uh, Importantly, uh, it's a leader in the QSR space uh, and especially in the the context of the current situation, it's a leader as far as uh, safety and hygiene practices go. Mm Right. So, uh, so there are many, many aspects of the brand to be proud of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of the, uh, one of the biggest thrust areas for the brand is uh, food delivery. So we have got mech delivery, mm-hmm. uh, which, which, uh, you know, taps into the convenience need and delivers food to homes and offices as you order. Yeah. Uh, there's also MEC cafe, yeah. uh, which is our coffee brand. Uh, it's, uh, it's a, as a product, it's very much appreciated by consumers.
0: I have to say, I'm a big, big fan of uh, McCafe's coffee. I mean, I do not, to be honest, I don't consume a lot of McDonald's burgers. Uh, Fry right. and McCafe is like a place to go to. I mean, between a, I mean I'll it given an option, if there's a Starbucks and a McDonald's close to each other, I'll probably grab my coffee from McDonald's, then go to Starbucks and sit and work and come back. So that's what I do. Right.
1: Right. Thanks for that, Saurabh. Yeah, so thanks for that, Saurabh. So yes, uh, McAfee is a a very, very uh, appreciated product, highly appreciated Mm -hmm. product. Uh, As a brand, it has a long way to go in terms of awareness uh, and appeal. uh, And we are Mm -hmm. working towards that. Uh, So there are different facets of the brand that makes uh, McDonald's a very, very interesting brand to work with. Uh, And uh, I lead a a very fun team, uh, a committed team. Mm-hmm. Uh mix of uh, youngsters and experienced uh, professionals uh, who do their bit to make this brand come alive mm-hmm. uh, in every way of uh, in every sense of the word is,
0: so tell me what is your typical day like at office like let's and walk to me from like you know
1: give, give an hour by hour account let's say you reach office at
0: eight or seven or nine or whatever so what's your typical day like
1: Right, so uh, even before that, I kind of plan my day ahead. Right, uh, so uh, uh, till uh, f- at about 7:38, I am quite clear of the day. Um, you know, um, I, I kind of clear my head early in the morning. Okay, these are the five things I'm going to do today, or three things I'm going to do today, mm-hmm. um, and I make sure I set reminders so that I don't forget about those three things mm-hmm. or five things, mm-hmm. uh, and end up at nine nine fifteen a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm and for the first couple of hours tend to knock off the most important stuff uh, there could be strategic things They could be interventions uh, with our agency partners mm-hmm. uh, or set up review meetings uh, because let's say the last week sale or last weekend sale has not been uh, as per plan mm-hmm. so we needed intervention right so what's the what's the course of a recommended course of action mm-hmm uh to make up for the lost sales right mm-hmm. so so it could be any of this i kind of set up those meetings uh, for the first couple of hours mm-hmm. uh most of my time is spent in reviews with my various teams mm-hmm. um be it the brand team or uh, the pr team or the digital team mm-hmm. uh, or the media team mm-hmm. uh it, it's spent in reviews. It's spent in constructive discussions, mm-hmm. right? It's spent in ideation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's spent in uh, problem solving, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so th- there's a retail marketing team uh, who's uh, very active in solving on on the ground, uh, below the line, uh, you know, uh, yeah. brand solutions.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So it's so very important for me to kind of get my get my hand dirty uh, and. Uh, help my people do their job better. That's the way I see it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So so I try and enable these reviews uh, so that I'm constructive in terms of uh, helping my team find solutions. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, uh, you know, uh, uh, I kind of keep my administrative stuff towards the end of the day after Mm -hmm. 5 p.m.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, um, and uh, probably my day at the office ends at around seven pm, roughly. Okay. Uh, of course, Bombay is a city of long commutes, so you're, so you're home by eight, eight
0: thirty. Do you work? Bring your work back home.
1: I try and avoid, uh, but uh, many a time it's inevitable. Right, uh, your work does spills over uh, sometime late in the night there is something that that needs to be especially during campaign launches uh, i think uh, you know uh, work does spill over mm-hmm. uh, there are some late night late night interventions i need to do i need to be available for my team if they want to check some creatives Madhu. before they kind of send it off Madhu. right so, so 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 but by and large i try and do a digital detox after uh, 8 pm 30 pm mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay
1: right uh, i think i would be about uh, 60 70% successful <laughs> okay. right uh, i'm i'm trying to work on that um, and uh, and yeah so i try and relax while uh, i'm at mm-hmm. home catch up on you know if uh, if uh, there is some uh, series that we are watching catch up on the latest episode with my wife we tend to have common interests as far mm-hmm. as uh, ott and such things mm-hmm. go uh, political satire, no. those kind of stuff. Uh,
0: may I ask if she works as well, or she is a homemaker?
1: She's a homemaker. No. Uh, she's the CEO of my household, taking care of <laughs> my son, twelve-year-old a, a son.
0: Wow, nice. Oh, so you have a you have target audience right at your home, right? Your son may want to input <laughs> on how the McDonald's uh, is doing.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so very much, uh, you know uh but uh, yeah so he he loves uh, the our mekweji burger he loves fries mm-hmm. uh not very experimentative I would say when he once he finds what he likes he kind of kinds of uh, sticks by it mm-hmm. i try to uh, interest him in in the McCafe shakes and so on and so forth <laughs> uh, but he has a limited range and he loves that range
0: mm-hmm. nice got this so our all- Quick, uh, okay, so the next type of question is assume that, uh, that you know, you are told that you will have to uh, let go of what you're doing right now and you need to hire somebody to replace you. Yeah, I mean, somebody to do marketing gigs at McDonald's. What kind of questions would you ask him or her? What kind of skills would you want that person to have? What kind of, you know, insights you... What kind of, what would you want to look into that person?
1: So, um, I-, I think... Uh... For the role I do, uh, it's very important to, A, of course, be good in marketing um, and uh, from a functional perspective, it's very important to, uh, you know, have a breadth of experience in marketing. Uh, mm-hmm. While we keep, when we say marketing, Saurabh, uh, you also know marketing is a very complex subject, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so there is brand marketing, mm-hmm. uh, th- then there is uh, media, mm-hmm. right? Then there is this whole new world of digital, which is so fast growing. So many uh, new age platforms like uh, on-the-go music listening, mm-hmm. OTT, right? Mm-hmm. So this uh, fast-paced uh, revolution that's happening in digital, uh, you need marketers to be on top of that trend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and invest more in digital as compared to the traditional media, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, so uh, so and uh, uh, of course uh, you know analytics, data analytics. Uh, and uh, crm etc so it's mm-hmm. very important for marketeers um, uh, especially for brands like mcdonald's uh, to have uh, enough experience within all of these disciplines within marketing mm-hmm. okay right uh, so that that's one very important requirement the second is uh, I, I think uh, being a seasoned marketeer is very important and let's see you know how do you become a seasoned marketeer right uh, so, so A, it helps to have multi-category experience mm-hmm. uh, so that uh, you don't get into the trap of cut, copy, paste, like I say. Yeah. Uh, it's very important to develop a playbook for the brand. So McDonald's is a very unique brand um, having a different set of challenges, uh, different set of opportunities. Mm-hmm. So you need to develop a playbook for the brand mm-hmm. uh, uh, rather than just leverage past experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so a multi-category experience Uh, and wisdom from past in terms of like they say right you need to win and lose in your in your uh, during your in your career to learn right it's not just about winning right you learn a lot from the failures also yeah absolutely right so 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 that kind of a seasoned marketeer is also uh, very important for a brand like uh, uh, mcdonald's uh, apart from uh, the exposure to various marketing disciplines mm-hmm. and the third uh, big thing is uh, leading the teams right and managing the teams mm-hmm. uh, y- you need to motivate people you need to bring the best out of people mm-hmm. you need to be very high on collaboration so that you are able to work uh, with the operations team you have to work with mm-hmm. strategy you have to work with people teams and get the mm-hmm. best out of everyone so so uh, people management skills uh, are very very critical got
0: this and uh, and I'm going to push a little bit on this. Uh, Again, sorry, but give me like imagine you were interviewing me for the role. So, what questions would you ask to judge if that person is a good fit or not? Like specific questions.
1: Well, uh, I think one of my uh, favorite questions is, uh, you know, have you been to a McDonald's recently? <laughs> uh, but but, uh, but you know, it's a common question, right? Uh, people do ask that question to kind of check, A, do you really have interest in the, yeah. in the role and yeah. have you experienced the brand as a consumer? So that's very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's often an underestimated virtue as a marketeer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or rather before you're a marketeer, you're a consumer, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, you are a much better marketeer if you are a consumer of the brand. Yeah, right. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so thankfully uh, you know uh, every brand that i have worked with uh, i liked it first as a consumer
0: right mm-hmm.
1: uh, and and i adopted it more as a consumer and then i put my marketing hat on top of it so that helps you kind of appreciate uh, the role even better uh, mm-hmm. than be just clinical about it so mm-hmm. so once you kind of ask a person uh, you're interviewing have you kind of Uh, uh, experience the brand uh, then I would say my next question would be what would you do right if you were the uh, managing this brand what would you do Mm -hmm. Uh, how would you uh, tap those opportunities what are those opportunities in the first place and how would you or what would you do to kind of tap those opportunities Mm -hmm. Uh, that would be my I would say the most important question I would ask because a it would test his commitment Right. His understanding of the brand, mm-hmm. uh, the understanding of the category and importantly, the approach mm-hmm. uh, with which, right, uh, you kind of approach the opportunities mm-hmm. because in these kind of roles, it's very important to hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. In senior roles, it's quite, quite critical to hit the ground running. And this yeah. kind of tests uh, people from those aspects.
0: And, and if I were to, uh, um, you know, ask an extension question, let's say somebody in your team who's got, let's say, four to five years of experience. And you see potential in that person and you know that that lady would go on to do larger things with life. What kind of, uh, you know, skills or or courses you recommend to her, right? Apart from what she does for you, apart from mentoring her, what kind of uh, things would you point her at? So that this helps you tomorrow.
1: Well, uh, my standard recommendation nowadays is courses on digital, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so be it, a, you know, a brand person or a PR person, or a retail marketing person, mm-hmm. right? I, I think digital is so all pervasive
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and influential. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not just a medium, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it's not just about an app. Mm-hmm. So it kind of changes the way you work. Mm-hmm. So my, my first, uh, what you call uh, advice would be to up the dig- digital quotient in yourself,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: right? Yeah. Uh, that you really do with a lot of reading. Uh, you know, being up to date with stuff mm-hmm. uh, as well as formal courses do help uh, uh, and go along.
0: Because to create a structure for your learning, right? Formal mm-hmm. courses will help you with a
1: structure, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I think learning never stops, mm-hmm. but sometimes structured learning is even better. Mm-hmm. And there are different facets of digital. Yeah. Uh, so there is digital in the context of e commerce, there's uh, digital in, in, the ter- in terms of, uh, you know, social media marketing, yeah. uh, SEO. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, it's very important to get a well-rounded view of uh, digital because the future is all about digital.
0: Got it. So uh, next question is for you, Arvind, per se. Let's say you are trying to solve a super critical business problem and you are out of your mind. So the question essentially is that who are those few people that you go to and these could be colleagues or non-colleagues or agency contacts or whatever. Who are those two, three people that you go to when you are really struggling to sort of, you know, make a breakthrough in your thinking?
1: Well, uh, I think, uh, you know, some of my colleagues uh, who have been in industry for a long mm-hmm. time, right? Um, and they have been colleagues, thankfully, who have been helpful and who have been uh, guiding me, be it at Levi's or uh, Kaya or uh, here at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of those colleagues have seen, uh, you know, <clears throat> the various cycles, mm-hmm. right? And they've seen various situations uh, and they ready with advice as to what could work and what need not work
0: mm-hmm.
1: right so <clears throat> definitely i pick their mind on this saying that okay what do you think i mm-hmm. should do or what do you think should be done right and in the context of inputs right it's not as if many a time what they say is exactly what i do but i think it really uh helpful in provoking a top th- thoughts many a time and building upon that thought so i would say seasoned colleagues in the category in the industry in the brand are, are one of the first of calls mm-hmm. the second of course is my partners <clears throat> right uh, the great thing about marketing is you work with specialist partners be it in advertising uh, be it in pr and communications be it in digital mm-hmm. right uh, collaborating with them uh, troubleshooting with them is going to be very very important mm-hmm. and since mcdonald's is a global brand the great thing Sorab, is uh, you know there are playbooks for various situations from across uh, geographies Right. So accessing those playbooks, accessing those learnings, tweaking it for your occasion. Right. Troubleshooting when problems come Mm up. Those are some of the things that, uh, you know, one gets uh, to do much better over time.
0: Got it. So that brings me to the next question, which I've always been curious about. And and I I think you are the right person to ask that. So Levi's and McDonald's, both, they are uh, global brands and they must have very strong uh, you know, brand guidelines in terms of what could work and what could not work and how to approach a certain problem or a launch. So, and, and obviously you, like you mentioned that, you know, you need to understand the consumers and the category and the context in which they operate. So how do you balance uh, the global, you know, push versus what do you want to do at, at, at on the ground in, in the country?
1: so the expectation is always uh, from everyone that you do the right thing for your business right mm-hmm. um, so so let's say you're managing the Indian business uh, and you, market, you are the marketing head for the Indian business the first uh, you know assumption everyone makes is you're doing the right thing for your business mm-hmm. uh, and uh, having said that uh, there's a certain way you manage the brand uh, right there's a certain way the brand is defined mm-hmm. um, and there are certain boundaries uh Right, uh, so it's about uh, these people exist to help you understand those boundaries,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So, so that's the way uh, I would say it. Uh, I think the key thing is having a collaborative mindset, mm-hmm. which also means utter transparency, honesty, and transparency. Right. So, the, so the moment you are transparent with your different stakeholders and you make a serious effort to get them all on the same page. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, and uh, and uh, everyone's expectation is you are doing the right thing for your business. Right. I, I think uh, that uh, reduces conflict uh, significantly. You right. uh, know, uh, then there's a positive energy uh, that's in play. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you're using the positive energy to do the do the right thing.
0: Right. So, like, uh, I mean, when I was growing up as a marketer, when, when I was learning, I was I used to be given case studies that you know India is the only country wherein you offer a make aloo tikki burger right i mean i mean I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if that's true anymore but but uh
1: but I just yeah want, yeah is it is it true well we have made aloo tikki for the indian market yes
0: and even that orange sauce i don't know what it is called the sauce that you put the orange colored sauce that you put is, is specifically for indian market that's what i've been
1: yes there are many sauces many products which are uniquely indian wow. so to say uh, of course mika is the most famous example of that
0: so i don't know if you want to cover this or not but do you want to talk about the role the marketing plays into uh, creation of these new new products from research to consumer do you want to talk about that
1: well uh, I, I think uh, in the in the end uh, right like the like kotler says right uh, it's all about those four p's or the five p's or the five c's, the five c's and so on and so forth uh, and uh, intrinsically uh, inherent in them uh, is is a product solution mm-hmm. right uh, and uh, throughout my role innovation was one of my uh, one of my favorite mm-hmm. subjects uh, where uh, the whole science and art of uh, uh, developing a solution from a customer insight, right? Uh, giving your giving the brand a competitive edge, yeah. right? Uh, and I have worked with service brands like Kaya. I have worked with product brands, mm-hmm. uh, and I find that interplay between product and service very fascinating.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Right, right. So, for example, uh, Make Delivery, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Make Delivery is all about uh, you know someone orders on the app and the product comes home, right? You get your favorite burger yeah. home, but it's also a service, mm-hmm. right? Um, and how fast the service happens Uh, you know how some seamless is the ordering on the app in the end does it come to you in 20 minutes 30 minutes Mm -hmm. right Uh, so it's also about a service Mm -hmm. right so it's it's a very fascinating aspect I think about how product and services uh, kind of come together Mm -hmm. uh, and play a role as an augmented product in consumer minds Uh, I think marketers have a huge uh, role in uh, in kind of developing that proposition and bringing it to life as far as their campaigns go
0: okay I want to ask a simple question before we jump into the coronavirus uh, set of questions so tell me some unconventional ways in which people can pick up uh, insights around customers and marketing like somebody I spoke to said like, that you know what and he gave example of Lagan and said Lagan was all about how this one individual could use power of communication to you know uh, rally the entire village behind him what are some
1: unconventional ways for you to uh, learn about uh, marketing well for me uh, the one uncon- unconventional way uh, is what i used in indonesia mm-hmm. the power of observational research right uh, and uh, so what i did a lot was observe customers how they interact with two wheelers, mm-hmm. right in different situations um, you know uh, early in the morning uh, what do people do many of them for example have an habit of coming out and cleaning their vehicle mm-hmm. right um, uh, how they kind of use it on the way to office come back mm-hmm. home how they use it in weekends so it's very fascinating the way consumers interact with products um, and uh, while i use traditional uh, research techniques i found observational research mm-hmm. very very powerful right uh, because there's a lot of uh, stuff implicit in that interaction between the consumer and the yep. product Right, uh, so I found observational research. I would recommend strongly the youngsters to kind of study observational research, non traditional research, use it to augment the formal researchers that companies anyway tend to do from time to time. Got this,
0: and also uh, somebody else told me something similar. He said, He said that you know, you can use this observational research, he called it anecdotal evidence or whatever. I mean, they'll jargon to it, so you can use this to create a thesis for yourself that you can then go to. A larger research agency to go and validate.
1: You know, is this correct or not? So, in, in the end, um, you know, if if I kind of articulate from a statistical background yeah, perspective, yeah. Uh, it's all about hypothesis yeah. and then uh, proving that hypothesis or disproving yeah. the hypothesis, yeah. right? Uh, and if you use that framework, let's say, uh, I would and I would strongly recommend that framework. Th- then you're going with you're forming a hypothesis, right? And forming a hypothesis itself is tricky. Mm-hmm right so there is an effort needed uh, to form the hypothesis
0: mm-hmm.
1: right and then once you have a hypothesis you you look at the facts you do consumer research you do a lot of consumer insight work mm-hmm. and then you kind of decide is a hypothesis uh, positive uh, right yeah. or wrong right is it uh, so 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 that kind of framework really helps you develop uh, and add to your bouquet uh, in terms of knowledge as a marketer Good.
0: Cool. So coming to the tough part of the conversation, uh, Corona, and obviously the impact it is having already. I mean, for the last two months, I'm sure there is zero sales in the stores and maybe some trickle of sales in the delivery business. So how is Corona impacting uh, A, the consumer at large, as in the sentiments and spending and so on and so forth. And B, how is Corona and COVID impacting McDonald's, uh, communication from McDonald's as a business? So these are two questions essentially around Corona
1: so uh, definitely uh, covid has has had a huge impact uh, on the way we go about doing mm-hmm. things right uh, specifically i would say uh, with regard to categories it would it has a different impact on different categories mm-hmm. right so there is an interesting framework that um, a gentleman Sajid pai used in economic times uh, in the early days of mm-hmm. covid he divided the business into what he calls as singular and proximate, right? Uh, singular businesses are what uh, where consumers consume one-on-one, mm-hmm. right? So, for example, uh, uh, you know, uh, it, it could be a game that I'm playing mm-hmm. online, right? I'm consuming it one-on-one. I'm, I'm the only one consuming oh, yes. it, right? Uh, or there are uh, many businesses like proximate where you consume as a group, like cinema halls, right? You go with your family and friends to the mm-hmm. cinema hall. Right. So in his view, the proximate businesses will be much more impacted than the singular mm-hmm. businesses. right? And I, I think that's one framework that's very useful to see. Uh, will your category be impacted by COVID or not? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, then the second question comes is, uh, how do you solve for it? So I think it's very important for businesses which are impacted uh, to change their business models, uh, be much more uh, digital friendly. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, for example, in the context of QSR, food delivery is a channel that's going to increase in importance. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, Because uh, we launched, for example, contactless delivery in February. Given the importance of social distancing, contactless delivery was a very much important solution, much needed solution for consumers. Mm-hmm right uh and that was very much appreciated right we are still doing contactless delivery even when the lockdown is mm-hmm. going on so so it's very important for those businesses to switch their business models uh, and be much more digitally friendly uh because uh, you know even as consumers during this lockdown there's enough data going around to say that you know the consumption of digital media has significantly yeah, grown
0: yeah
1: right in, in markets like u.s there is a sharp uptick as far as e-commerce mm-hmm. goes in the last uh, 45 days. So, so there's enough data points to say that uh, digital, uh, the growth of digital will even more accelerate uh, 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 compared to what it has uh, you know, been doing pre-COVID, mm-hmm. right? So these are some of the ways in which you need to kind of uh, change the business model. Uh, but third most important thing is the importance of hygiene and safety, okay. right? Uh, brands have to integrate hygiene and safety into the business processes. Thankfully, McDonald's, uh, you know, quality, cleanliness and service uh, standards have been always very high, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, But uh, we found opportunity to up it even more, right? Uh, And, uh, and communicate to customers about our kitchen processes, about our hygiene standards in restaurants, Mm -hmm. about our hygiene and safety standards at our vendors, suppliers place, right? Uh, So so that whole farm-to-fork story, as we call it, uh, bringing it alive from a hygiene and safety perspective. Mm -hmm. I think these are some of the things that are very, very critical, A, for business survival, Mm -hmm. uh, but B, uh, to grow faster in the post-COVID era.
0: So uh, staying on COVID, right? I mean, a lot of people are saying that because of Corona, uh, people have now learned the lesson of, uh, you know, washing their hands, staying healthy, eating healthy. So now uh, uh, there is a huge reputation. I mean, it's. it's a, I don't know if it's a fact or not, but people know that, you know, fast food tends to be unhealthy as well.
1: Well, um, I think in the end, uh, our, we do a lot of work with our food, with our supply chain mm-hmm. uh, to, to make sure that the freshest food is there uh, uh, presented to the consumer. Yeah. We take a lot of effort in our kitchens to make sure the food is untouched by mm-hmm. hand, right, uh, freshly prepared after the order mm-hmm. comes, right, and is delivered hot and fresh to the customer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? We take a lot of uh, effort and we have been taking a lot of effort over the years to reduce the sodium content in mm-hmm. our food. right? to uh, increase the fiber content in our food. For example, uh, you know, one of the recent innovations has been uh, whole wheat bun, uh, right? And consumers really have taken to whole wheat bun in a very, very big way. Uh, So they, uh, you know, we give the option of customers to kind of use... Uh, to switch the whole wheat bun and many many customers opt for mm-hmm. that and whole wheat bun uh, you know is much more nutritious uh, right uh, and consumers know mm-hmm. about that so these are some of the steps we have been taking over the years to make sure our menu is up to the standards uh, in terms of customer expectations uh, and we are really leaders as far as uh, that goes got this
0: got this Got this. so uh, okay the next uh, question is uh Tell me, so I do not, I do not know. Is the team busier than before? Is it, is the team still working hard? How is the, you know, workload on team changed because of this corona crisis?
1: Oh, the team has been working even more harder, <laughs> right? Uh, and um, and uh, you know, there's no difference between weekdays, weekends, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Um, and you need to make even more effort. Uh, we use Microsoft mm-hmm. Teams to kind of connect uh, regularly, mm-hmm. uh, but very clearly. The te- the people need to put in extra effort so that everyone is on the same page, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the collaboration continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess in offices, face to face, things that happen faster. Take a little bit more time when you are working from that home. Is- Right. So w- what it means is people have to put in that extra effort and people are doing that. Uh, people are putting that extra effort uh, to get things going. Right. Uh, for us, delivery is a very important uh, business yeah. channel. Uh, takeaway is a very, very important business yeah. channel. And uh, the team is working hard uh, to kind of reassure customers, be sensitive to the customers' concerns mm-hmm. right, uh, and prep ourselves for uh, the post-lockdown uh, period.
0: So tell me, is there a is there a message or a branded initiative from um, not just a competitor but from across the category that you've seen these times? Like I was reading a report where you said you respect what Nike does as a as a brand, but to understand right. is 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 a communication around Corona from a different brand that you've liked
1: so far. So 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 one of the very uh, I would say uh, you know very very uh, useful programs that we have kind of implemented is the Meals for Good mm-hmm. campaign right uh, so as you know sort of the the people are going through a lot of pain right the economy is going through a lot yeah. of pain uh, th- there are less privileged sections of the society uh, who have borne the brunt of this crisis mm-hmm. so as a food brand we felt that we should take the initiative uh, partner with ngos mm-hmm. uh, and reach out mcdonalds food for the less privileged sections right so we launched this meals for good campaign in mm-hmm. march uh, we worked with various NGOs uh, in, uh, in, in kind of uh, different uh, markets. Uh, and the aim is to get fresh hot food uh, in the hands of uh, the less privileged sections okay. of the society. So we just... F- uh, you know, started uh, another campaign uh, along with Salam Bombay Foundation in in Bombay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Salam Bombay Foundation works with BMC mm-hmm. uh, and makes sure that uh, different ca- clusters are uh, are kind of catered to from a food perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, given uh, that we are in the food delivery space we are uniquely advantaged in kind of uh, in in kind of doing a uh, playing an important role here uh, and that gives uh, not only a lot of satisfaction um, uh, but also it's very important because what consumers are saying today is it's not just about what you're doing for me what are you doing for the society Right, so they expect brands to do a good for the society in these times of pain, yeah. uh, and the Meals for Good program has gone a long way uh, in in uh, doing its bit uh, for the larger good of society.
0: And what about some uh, not just competitors but other global brands that you've seen in this in this COVID crisis? Can you talk about some other case study?
1: Right, I, I think uh, you know I really uh, appreciate what Coke has been doing. Uh, Coke has said that, uh, you know, it will cut down the marketing yes. spends and uh, and reinvest that for the larger yeah. good, right? Uh, and uh, they have been doing it. Some of the interesting, some of the recent uh, digital campaigns have been very, very interesting uh, in terms of bringing cheer yeah. Yeah. Uh, to the community. Yeah. Uh, so that's something that uh, a brand has done, uh, you know, which is very interesting. Right. And obviously,
0: Coke has been a long-time partner to McDonald's, right? From-
1: oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. absolutely.
0: So, uh, okay, within uh, within COVID, uh, I mean, once the COVID crisis is over, like you mentioned that we do not know when and how and what would be the new contours, but do you still have an inkling in terms of how would marketing change for you guys? As in, you know, would it be a lot more digital? Would it be a lot more in-store? How do you, do you have an in that?
1: Yeah. So, of course, uh, you know, one of the big changes Mm -hmm. will be, uh, you know, the growth of digital or the influence Mm -hmm. of digital would uh, accelerate. Mm -hmm. Anyway, pre-COVID, it was a faster growing medium, Mm -hmm. uh, but it will be even more so in the years to come. Uh, I think that's one thing very different. So the digital quotient of of everyone Mm -hmm. working on in marketing has to really go up. Uh, The the second thing is... uh, Mm -hmm. To be sensitive to what the customers are saying right Uh, it's very easy to for brands to go tone deaf uh, in their effort to sell right Uh, but i think it's very very important to pick up the nuances be on top of of what the consumers are saying what the consumers uh, are wanting in this time of crisis Uh, because uh, you know i I like this uh, saying something i i kind of learned uh, it's important to treat customers Mm -hmm. as people first and consumers second Right, mm-hmm. I think it's even more so during this crisis, mm-hmm. so that the brands don't become tone deaf. Right, so I would say these are the two most important things for marketers during this time.
0: I also want to talk touch upon that cause led marketing piece. Right, you, you clearly mentioned that customers nowadays care a lot about what the brand does for the for the world at large, and not just right. So, I want you to yes. spend like a couple yes. of minutes on talking about what do you think of the cause first? Of marketing?
1: Yeah. So, so. Uh, I think uh, while uh, cost-led marketing and CSR has been there for a long time, my own belief is uh, to weave in that very st- strongly to the brand ethos uh, so that it adds value to the brand uh, and it's not independent of the brand, right? Uh, so it's critical uh, for brands, especially for the larger brands uh, who have a larger-than-life kind of uh, uh, mm-hmm. You know, connect with consumers to be very uh, to 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 do stuff from a community mm-hmm. perspective also, right? And there are very examples around the globe of uh, mm-hmm. brands uh, doing it. Uh, for example, McDonald's has uh, the mm-hmm. Ronald McDonald Charity, uh, where it works with hospitals uh, and takes care of kids, um, you know, um, in in uh, certain life-threatening situations, mm-hmm. uh, medical conditions. So so. Um, Costed marketing is important uh, but uh, you know connecting it to the brand role uh, or the role in the life of the consumer is very critical to make sure uh, that it yields dividends.
0: Got this got this so uh, last couple of questions I know you have to rush what we're trying to do is that if you can throw a challenge to our listeners and it could be from McDonald's or it could be something that you personally passionately care about like environment or whatever so throw a marketing challenge at, at our listeners and if there is anything interesting we'll share some selected ones with you so that uh, i mean there's no there's no compulsion for you to do this, but if you have something that you want to uh, understand it will be uh, really cool
1: yeah so so my question to uh, you know uh, listeners out there is uh, how differently would you market the brand if mm-hmm. you were the cmo of the brand how would you handle it differently
0: you got this and and I think the last question that I have in my notes, uh, you know, Arvind, is that uh, you mentioned that you have obviously failed gloriously multiple times in your career. Do you want to touch upon one of the failures, uh, you know, things that bombed really bad and, and, you know, you were like, you still remember it? Do you want to talk about that? It could be from previous avatars, not just McDonald's, but could be from any of the uh, previous roles as well.
1: So, well, uh, I think my Indonesian experience, uh, you know, wherein I went in from uh, India and I was a young kid uh, and I assumed a lot of things about the Indian consumer would be true for the Indonesian consumer also. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I didn't get very far with that thought, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It helped me understand that every consumer is different. You know, cultures, you know, uh, are one of the big defining uh, aspects to a consumer right mm-hmm. uh, so the culture is so different and mm-hmm. uh, but naturally the consumer expectations will be different the consumer dynamics will be different mm-hmm. so so, the, so that's where uh, I would say that uh, it brought that thought to the fore uh, about unlearning and learning how important that facet is
0: so that was Arvind from McDonald's India I'm not sure about you, but I need to go and grab some fries. And while I do that, please write in to us and tell us what can we do better at the Marketing Connect Podcast. Thank you for listening in. You just heard the latest episode of the Marketing Connect Podcast, a show for marketeers by marketers. The show was brought to you by C4E and The Podium.